0: Hi, y'all. It's the Fallen Fruit. Welcome to the Treehouse. I'm Stephanie Genese. I'm Catherine Urban. Lynette Ramos. And today, we're going to talk about something deep. Something below the surface. Right? Even above the subconscious. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about, like, microdosing and psilocybin, mushrooms, plant medicine, drugs, motherfuckers. I'm just kidding. (laughs) We're here for it. (laughs) We're here for it. Um, And why are we here for it? What's the significance? You know, we usually try to roll out episodes that correspond with where we're at astrologically, where the cosmos have placed us. So... Why, why these topics
1: now, Catherine? Well, let me tell you a little <laughs> bit about Pisces season. Actually, maybe <laughs> Lynette should tell us about Pisces. Our resident Pisces. Oh,
2: uh, when is it over? Um, Pisces is about the subconscious. It's about what isn't seen. Um, it's about the collective, um, I think Catherine could probably speak to it better, but a lot of emotion. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: it's a water sign, but we're thinking about like water as in the expansive ocean, mm-hmm. uh, the limitless depth and wonder that it evokes, as well as the evaporative kind of fog qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the qualities of Pisces season is basically an invitation to go inward. We're reconnecting with that sense of anticipation and hope as the days start to get a little bit longer. Mm. Um, But yeah, because Mercury has been retrograde during this Pisces season in Pisces, it's been (laughs) a little bit of a difficult time for a lot of people. Um, The messenger god is able to affect mischief a lot more easily. on um on us civil human beings so yeah it's been a little rough um (laughs) i know that i personally have baby brain out the ass like i am just (laughs) losing my fucking mind but i know that everyone else is honorary baby brain too right now like Mm -hmm. everyone is kind of in a little bit of a head fog I almost had a mental breakdown over a food choice. I (laughs) could, I could
2: not decide what to eat, and I like got real stressed. So yeah, like simple things that, well, I guess normally are simple, just have been feeling difficult. There's it feels confusing. Mm -hmm. Um, It feels like there's things beneath the surface. Like it's just it's an interesting time.
1: Yeah, it can be easy to feel overwhelmed. Yeah. Overwhelmed is a really great word. Or just tired. Yeah. I was definitely
0: like, oh, you thought you had like figured some shit out and who'd move past it. No, 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 no. (laughs)
2: Like That's exactly it.
0: Yeah. And like being like sent through the cycle all over again. Um, Yeah. That. (laughs) <laughs> that right there
1: retrograde, yeah. retrograde. retrograde. going
0: back. that's exactly what it is and it can be a little obviously you know ungrounding and um, can kind of throw us through a loop that we're not quite prepared for or even mm-hmm. if we know it's coming you don't know what form or how it's going to show up so that is the I think the thing that people get so like Ugh, is just the not like you know it's coming but you don't know how it's coming
1: Yeah, and Mercury is like the planet of logic. And Mm -hmm. so basically, Pisces is a nonlinear sign. So when you try to do logical things or think intellectually, (laughs) you're going to have problems. You're just going to throw it all out the window and hop in the car anyway. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like better to go with the flow. It's better to kind of trust your intuition and let life take you and be in your feels and kind of allow the inner guidance to to lead. And Mm -hmm. so when we don't allow for that or make space for that is when we get those frustrations. But I know that the two of you have been doing some traveling, which is pretty exceptional way to kind of check out during Pisces season and kind of tap into that magic of travel.
0: It's been hard to like tap in and feel grounded because you know being all these different places different time zones different you know like your head is just it took me two days to like get over the jet lag and like red-eye flight from california to here but yeah i think traveling kind of throws it into a whole nother right
2: there's a whole other element yeah like when i was traveling i was there like super early like no mercury You're not going to prevent me from taking this Mm -hmm. trip. I'm going to be on time. So, you know, there was that. And I had a moment. um, I don't necessarily do well traveling. Like I sometimes get headaches and stuff. So um, I had a middle seat. Right. And I hate it. I hate middle seats. Right. So when I'm like walking back. Like I see this guy who's not, I love that guy. He was cool, but he was like real big. And I was like, oh my God, like I have like a little bit of like claustrophobia. So I had to like sit in the middle with a guy who was really, really, really big. And so I was like, just like okay I can do anything for four hours like just trying to psych my mind Mm -hmm. and you know what's interesting he was traveling for the first time and he and I shared the same birthday so it was just weird like I guess I was there to kind of ease him a little bit but the universe did give me a bone and they like there was an open seat so I glad I was glad I gave him some love and then bounced (laughs) so but you know it was cool but yeah it was it was an interesting time with travel and all that yeah
1: yeah, so that's basically why you haven't heard from us in a month. Um, yeah, we've been going. Some of us have oh. been jet-setting, <laughs> but trust me, like it's a good thing that you didn't hear from us because I have been so spacey, as I mentioned, but also, do you all remember the last time we recorded a podcast when Mercury was retrograde in Pisces? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> about communication. About
0: communication. Like that's the shitty part. That's, <laughs> like that's
2: the joke. That's the joke. If you don't remember,
1: <laughs> it's because you never heard it. It's a lost. Episodes, yeah, permanently it's in the akashic lost. records. <laughs> right, yeah. we just got together, sat on some microphones, and had a conversation. But like, I feel like
0: it. it was a conversation that we had all needed.
2: Yeah, it was. It yeah. was
0: like we needed to have that conversation, but nobody else was going to benefit from <laughs>
2: it. The joke was on us. Yeah, so terrible. Like we didn't know it didn't record until we were already either on our way home or at home. Yeah, yeah. it was crazy. You texted
1: us. I had to like sheepishly text you guys like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> didn't work." <laughs> so we tried to avoid It was a, It was a learning experience as yeah. well. It taught me some things about the technical end of recording. <laughs> but yeah, it was very ironic and yeah. yeah. Hilarious. We don't recommend recording episodes while Mercury is retrograde in Pisces. No. <laughs> Today it's in Aquarius. So ah, we're good. We're yeah. good. Yeah. So let's yeah. Let's do it. So yeah, let's <laughs> get into our juicy... Piece of fruit here. Um, microdosing. Ooh, our juicy piece of fungi. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, it's also a very pisces topic. Mm-hmm. No. It's perfect. Very, very Helping pisces us topic.
0: to. But microdosing isn't just mushrooms, right? You can microdose with well, anything.
2: Anything. anything. cannabis, L S D, ayahuasca.
0: Yeah. The goods don't San microdose Pedro. with other things. Like you probably can't microdose, like heroin or Or cigarettes i would i would suggest against that yeah don't do that don't take that shit in general but like
1: weirdly though because i'm like so sensitive to anything i put in my body like and i'm not drinking right now y'all so don't worry but like (laughs) if i have like a sip of alcohol i it is technically a microdose and i do feel it and no one believes me no one believes me. You are drinking kombucha. I yeah, am. how do you feel right now? There's trace amounts of alcohol, yeah. and I'm indeed microdosing alcohol at yeah. this moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. you are. <laughs> yeah. Do
0: I have coffee? Am I microdosing like caffeine? I think that's it's a macro speed. dose. Macro dose? Yeah, I think unless, it's a macro dose. Unless you're
1: having a sip like oh. every hour. Okay. Okay. But yeah, not the most effective. Yeah. For caffeine. (laughs) However, if you do take a small ingestion of psilocybin, Mm -hmm. very effective. Very effective.
0: But not effective. Like, I feel like we say that and people are like, so what's going to happen if I take? What is a microdose even? What What is is considered? What is the definition?
2: How much do you take? How much do you take? What exactly can you take Lynette do you have <laughs> so there's <clears throat> excuse me there's different protocols but um, generally it's like one-tenth of what is considered a heroic dose mm-hmm. so there's different levels so you can do a microdose, which is considered like sub perceptual you're not going to be tripping or yeah. having any sort of visions um, it's more for like the the Kind of like the the long-term effects. You're Mm -hmm. not having a massive shift in your consciousness in that day. But yeah, so it's like usually one-tenth of a dose. And um, people take it, depending upon the protocol, a couple times a week or five days on, two days off. So it just depends. Mm.
1: Yeah, so I guess uh, why microdose is the next important question that some people might be wondering.
2: yeah so there's um there's different reasons you know um energy focus um improvement with mood um it enhances the senses some people say there's a spiritual um you know enhancement and basically what it is is there's um there are things within the mushroom that basically mimic serotonin. So when people take like antidepressants or things like that, those things are looking to improve or increase serotonin, but the um, psilocybin is actually closer to serotonin. So that's why I can help people, you know, in depression or anxiety. Um, it can help people that are working through addictions and OCD, um, end of life, um fears Mm -hmm. um you know so it helps with cognition all of these things so it's it's basically to upgrade the hardware so it actually improves the hardware in the brain
1: yeah and if you see like i've seen images of brains when um they're on under the influence of let's say a macro dose Mm -hmm. of psilocybin or lsd and there's just more pathways lighting up in the brain than normal and so that's kind of the idea of taking smaller doses is mm-hmm. to kind of like open up new pathways in mm-hmm. the brain, yeah. in, in a way that doesn't necessarily shock the system, yeah. yeah. So there's something
2: called the default mode network. That's the part of the brain that it's like your it's like self perception, the um, the thought of the future, the thought of the past. So what uh, psychedelics does in general is it kind of quiets that part of the mind. So that way the brain can think differently and create new patterns because a lot of us get stuck in worrying about the, the future, thinking about the past. It's like what people consider like the ego identity. So because that part is quieted, then it allows, it's almost like there's no energy going there. So then the energy can flow through their brain more efficiently and there have even been um some studies in the works that they're looking at like people with like damage to the brain oh yeah. um, alzheimer's mm-hmm. all that
1: yeah actually this is so relevant like last night i was just talking with one of my one of my friends about our parents and as our parents get older and how your brain can kind of get stuck in its own ways and I don't know. I'm just saying maybe everyone should be microdosing to kind of keep the brain supple and, you know, it's it's brought a lot of value to my life. That's what I can say. But I I should also maybe give a disclaimer that we're not encouraging anyone. Like we're not doctors. We're not physicians. Blah, blah, blah. Obligatory disclaimer. (laughs) Um, We are discussing substances that are a little bit... um, uh illegal and oh, taboo yeah <laughs> taboo, taboo. Yeah. um but there are a lot of studies going on right now um, yeah. and have and have been going on in the past about the benefits of psychedelics i mean and
0: you know the indigenous people knew about these benefits long before we even knew what these things were um and have been practicing with plant medicine and things like that and know the benefits but I'm just saying that there's obvious reason why these things are illegal or we're not encouraged to explore this realm Mm -hmm. um, because there's a lot of power in it. And you move beyond structures and you move beyond, you know, the day to day grind of life. I know when I've like you said with the disclaimer, um, we're not doctors. We can only speak from our experience. And I know Mm -hmm. that we all have experienced or experimented um, with it. And I know that I've just felt clearer. Just have gotten out of my own way, mentally speaking. Um, yeah. And, Same. you know,
2: these are things that people at the top of their, you know, um, people at the top of their industry and careers, they're using the Silicon oh, yeah. Valley. Oh, totally. So these are things that, you know, maybe are looked um, down upon or frowned upon, but people that are at the top of their uh, game are using some of these substances responsibly. Right. Mm -hmm. And
1: like, there is a lot of taboo around taking psychedelics for in any amount of dose, but let's be real here. There is no come down, like the way that you would get with maybe like alcohol or um, ecstasy or cocaine, like Mm -hmm. where you kind of have this really great time and then you feel like shit afterwards. Um, You don't get that with psychedelics, one. And then also there's really no way to overdose or like commit harm to your body, really.
2: Yeah, there was a study. Excuse me. There was some research done. There was a woman who thought she was snorting cocaine and ended up snorting LSD in like crazy amounts and yeah she had some problems she was throwing up and she was blacking out but they found that there was some benefit after so even though she did it in a kind of accidentally irresponsible way there was still benefit to it so yeah i mean you've got to take you know i think half your weight in mushrooms to even you know have a problem yeah Um, so yeah (laughs) retrograde (laughs) um and you know you can and and you can get like there have been times where i've microdosed and i intended to like be like focused and creative and then cried for many hours throughout the day Mm -hmm. so you know there are some ways to start if you're interested in doing a protocol there are ways to to approach it in a way that maybe you start on a day where you don't have work right so it's like you're giving yourself some time because you want these are science is catching up to Stephanie's point. Mm -hmm. You know, people have been using these for thousands of years, but science is just catching up. So there's not a lot of research though that's ramping up. So I, you know, I, when I talk to people about this, I always talk about like, we are kind of our own physicians. We have Mm to work with these substances responsibly. We have to, you know, really evaluate the process and what's happening and how we're feeling. So these are things that we want to approach. They're, they're powerful, but we just want to approach them, you know, with a strategy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
1: and like these taking taking small amounts, microdosing of psilocybin or LSD has been proven in a lot of studies to effectively help people deal with anxiety, clinical depression, PTSD. Mm -hmm. And there isn't like that long list of side effects was kind of the point I was getting at. Like when you like I understand like a lot of people I know and love take uh, pharmaceutical prescriptions for some of these ailments of the mind and body. And, but it comes at a cost, you mm-hmm. know? And so for a lot of people who feel let down or by the medical. Uh, System or feel like they don't have Another option this is something That has helped people um, Bring healing to their their Lives create new pathways in their brain Create new patterns in their brain And yes some people are using it To improve like creativity With Mm -hmm. their work to like fall back In love with what they do what has become Mundane and monotonous It brings a new sense of vividness And excitement about it Some people say that they aren't Like the it helps in their parenting mm-hmm. that they aren't like the uptight concerned parent, because let's be real. Like if you take a shit ton of mushrooms, like, yeah, you're not going to be on your game as a parent, but like, <laughs> you're going to be not on that, this planet, not in that <laughs> moment, <laughs> not in that moment. <laughs> not afterwards. In that, afterwards, afterwards, because <laughs> sure.
0: it's a thing. Like I feel like anytime I've tripped to the point of, you know, not being able to be a responsible adult, um, I've always, like you said, come back, though, with information. I've gained insight. I know something deeper now about myself, about the world around me, about my own experience and choices and relationships. Um, So that's why. Like, people use these substances to have a good time as well. We can't negate that fact. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which I've also done. (laughs) Which is a good thing to do, y'all. But, like, using it just to solely... You know, um, like DMT is one of those things. Like I've done it, but I'm obviously doing it in like a quiet lights off room uh, by myself. Uh, And some people have said like, oh, I've taken it and like gone out. I'm like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) But like there's a time and a place for everything. But all I'm saying is that. Using these things, I've never come away like, why did I do that? Like, if I've gone out drinking the next morning, typically is, why did I do that? (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) After, you know, I've tripped on... Uh, psychedelics. The next morning, I'm always like, I'm really glad I did that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. why <laughs> microdosing is popular too, is because usually when you have a bigger journey, you need that next day to integrate, right? Yeah. You need that next day to kind of process. You may be a little bit more emotional or open that next day. Some people feel really great, but, you know, some people with kids or whatever, it's like, you know, I don't have time to take out two days of my week. To do this, mm-hmm. but if we do it a little bit each day, or five mm-hmm. days out of seven, or three days out of seven, then I can reap some of these benefits, but still go to work and still do what parent, I do. Pick up my yeah. kids from school. Yeah, you yeah. can do all of that. Yeah,
0: and yeah. like I said, you just feel a little bit lighter as you do it, and a little bit more not so like stressed out by like the immediate details and the the world. Is it? It's almost like like you know like. This shit's meant to bring yeah. me down and I won't let it.
2: It helps with problem solving <laughs> mm-hmm. because when we're in a state of stress, the blood leaves kind of our brain and goes to the limbs of our body. It's like our, our body is changing to fight or to flee. So mm-hmm. biologically. So when we're in a state where our mood is enhanced and we feel happier then we can think more creatively we may have a massive problem but somehow we're able to see some solution within Mm -hmm. it or we may get an inspiration to to make a phone call or to do something Mm -hmm. so when we can be out of the state of stress And we can tackle some of these 3D, mundane,
1: Mm -hmm. you know,
2: kind of realistic things more efficiently.
1: Totally. Like, there's not as much pressure. Like, when you remove the stress and the anxiety, Mm -hmm. it's just you can tackle whatever arises a little bit more relaxed. And then you're able to access more creativity. Yeah.
0: I remember, like, having to work at a restaurant and microdosing before, like, a long shift and... Just being like, it's
2: cool. Like, I'm just here
0: right now. Let me just do what I got to do. Make this money and then go about my
2: life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they even say like these things, not only are we getting by better that day, but it's having prolonged effects. Yeah. Yes. And they say that, you know, like the antidepressants can improve the serotonin experience, but the psychedelics work faster. Like oh, yeah. people can feel it sometimes immediately. So the the development of the brain is quicker and more efficient.
1: Yeah. And and some people, you know, um, this is like getting to be a popular topic mm-hmm. in the world or in, in our culture um, is microdosing. And I've had people ask me a lot about it because I'm pretty open about my experiences, my positive experiences with it. And, you know, people say, well, why not just like smoke weed? What's the difference with microdosing mushrooms? And what I can say is that like marijuana, like it's, it is definitely relaxing. It definitely has its own properties. Microdosing mushrooms is unique because you do kind of get a little bit of that head change that you would if, if you smoked, but you are more alert. Mm-hmm. You are more focused. Um, I find that it really improves my ability to connect with people, mm-hmm. um, to socialize, to really be engaged with people wholeheartedly um, because a lot of times... So many of us will face like social anxieties, but when you are microdosing mushrooms, that at least for me disappears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a
2: study that showed people with PTSD and cannabis use. It's it's kind of has like a band aid effect. So mm-hmm. if you stop smoking cannabis, you stop reaping the benefits. Where microdosing goes beyond that, mm-hmm. so. Most people that microdose don't microdose every single day for the rest of their life. They may do it in phases. So so as an example, someone who is a proponent of microdosing, he owns a company. But when he was starting his company, he microdosed seven months because he's in the creation process. It's like go time. There's so mm-hmm. many different layers. So someone who microdoses can choose and then you can go off and then you can come back to it when you need to. So that it has like the long term effects. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah, um, I'll just share my personal experience with it. I started microdosing a lot last summer. And when I say a lot, I, I don't mean three days a week or five days a week. I mean just like a few times a month I mm-hmm. will do it. And I will do it with friends and and like people who I felt really comfortable with. I know the three of us did it one time. Mm-hmm. That Um, wasn't a micro dose That was a a little bit more Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah So I just feel like it Helped me break out of A depressive pattern like I was Kind of in this stuck Place just speaking personally where I was in my Saturn return I Just before that I had some Really really rough Pluto transits And I was just feeling Very inwardly drawn I felt like I couldn't connect with people. I felt like all I had to do was work. And I was just kind of in this like miserable state and I didn't even really realize it. Um, But once I started microdosing, I realized how much this was like helping me to get out and create new patterns. And guess what? Like I ended up having a really awesome summer and I feel like I was able to stop a lot of behaviors and Mm -hmm. I feel like. A lot of people who were bringing me down are no longer in my life and yeah life is a lot sunnier here it just helped me break patterns that mm-hmm. were holding me back i feel like yeah the movie fantastic fungi talks about
2: how mushrooms work in nature so to your point the mushroom is kind of like an adaptogen so it's not going to work with two people in the same way what it's doing it's looking for efficiency and harmony Mm -hmm. so the the mycelium or the the fungus it's like the communicator of the of nature so it's looking at how do we keep balance how do we keep everything in kind of like homeostasis or, or harmony so that's how the mushroom works within the body and mind it's like where okay this level needs to come up that level needs to come down let's disconnect that one let's connect this one so it's just looking at the system and it's kind of filling in the gaps.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it brought a, so much value to my life. You know, just
2: yeah.
0: I personally mine is. I mean, every kind of experience I've had with psychedelics has enriched my life in some way. Same, um, but I've. I micro dosed here and there like I don't think I've done it yet on <clears throat> such a consistent basis I'm interested in starting up a routine kind of also while I'm in the process of like creation right now with this book I think would be to take some months here and like Dig yeah on, dig on in so um i'll be talking to you after
2: the show let's chat show. later okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you can use it um synergistically with other mushrooms like mm-hmm. it's partnered with like lion's mane Okay, um, niacin is uh, if you guys want to look up paul stamets he's like a mushroom god and he has his protocol i've personally used microdosing with one of paul stamets it's um it's basically a combination of six medicinal mushrooms that are for women's hormones. So there were times around my moon cycle where I would like try to destroy my life all in like one phone call. And so, (laughs) you know, I was just around the new moon. I was just, it was just intense for me. It was sometimes dark and emotional. And so it was able to help me balance. So it's like maybe around my moon, maybe I would get a little tired or agitated, but if I took a nap, I'm fine versus being completely outside of my comfort. So you can microdose with other mushrooms. Mm.
1: Like reishi or. Right. Mm -hmm. Reishi
2: was actually one of the things in the women's hormonal health. Beautiful. Mm.
1: Yeah. And isn't it interesting too, that all these mushrooms are getting popular like yeah reishi powders and you see them in the grocery store the little line where they have the
0: little like single packs of like mm-hmm. coffee or like chai flavored mm-hmm. with ashwagandha
1: Wednesday. yeah yeah like adaptogen blend mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, clarity and it's speaking to like why do we need adaptogens because our nervous systems are fucked up <laughs> and we've retapped
0: like <laughs> too many chicky nuggies yeah have. yeah like my brain is deep fried i'm <laughs> sure from just our water, our, all the things we put into our body, plastics, all this shit. Yeah, stress. Stress. The stress the world puts on it. Life. In general. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, my dad the other day said to my husband, your generation doesn't collect things. And my husband was like... We don't have the room. Yeah, we don't have room. We don't have money. We don't have time. And like, we don't have hobbies because everything turns into a hustle. Yeah, that's what we
0: collect. We collect hustles. We collect hustles (laughs) We collect partners we <laughs> collect uh crystals
1: crystals <laughs> and uh different you know and hallucinogenic experiences yeah, yeah. yeah. well yeah. not necessarily and stories we'd
2: be collecting yeah. stories yeah, of stories. Of yeah. <laughs> and they say like kind of like on a more let's just say occult you know, mushrooms are older than plants. So they say mushrooms were one of the first organisms on earth. So, you know, just like when people view trees, they're like, oh, these trees have been around forever and a Mm -hmm. day. So they hold this wisdom. So it's the same thing with mushrooms. Like people are like, they hold this intelligence. They're considered teachers. There's Mm -hmm. some people consider them to be like an ET yeah, extraterrestrial. Mm -hmm. So there's like, they're bringing this higher level of knowledge to us.
1: Yeah. When I first started learning about psychedelics specifically, psilocybin the person was explaining to me that they come at night and they come from the stars yo (laughs) that makes sense i like it
0: yeah why is you know mold turns
2: black like the night sky yeah (laughs) you know it's funny because this isn't a micro dosing example but i remember i had uh, some mushrooms on my altar for several months and that's when i first started working with them so i was like micro dosing just to kind of get the vibe of them but i knew that i wanted to do like a bigger journey and i remember that when i took them pretty soon after they kicked in and it was like it felt like little kids like finally like there was like this personality Mm -hmm. to them yes so it's kind of hard to explain unless you've worked with them but it was it was like they were ready like again there's an intelligence like let's go to work Mm -hmm. yeah we've got her let's go Yeah, yeah
1: and each plant medicine has its own consciousness and to me like ayahuasca is like the grandmother yeah tough love (laughs) yeah like grandma this is a tough grandma for Mm -hmm. sure she loves you um but yeah like psilocybin and magic mushrooms it's it's definitely playful it's definitely more juvenile like childlike and I remember um actually I must have started microdosing long before last summer because this story goes (laughs) way back uh I, I wanted to do a Jupiter ritual and Jupiter is all about like optimism and expansion mm-hmm. and possibility. But I was fucking depressed that day and I was like, damn it. Like Jupiter is Kazemi the sun and it's sign of dignity and it's the hour of Jupiter and I gotta do it. So I microdosed that night and it was fucking awesome. Like <laughs> yeah. I made this dope ass <laughs> Jupiter candle and just like really connected with my I have this giant book on space and that was the first time I I microdosed by myself and like I was still in well maybe it was more than a microdose and I was just like definitely able to kind of connect with my playful creative side and Mm -hmm. let me tell you it was it was a good candle that's all I'll say (laughs) that's all I'll say
0: (laughs) I just have lots of images and things running through my head with this candle now uh so thank you for that abundance abundance yes here for it
1: um
0: yeah I like suggest to people and I like so what do you say to people who like well I've heard about people having bad trips and things like that like I usually say you know it's all a factor when people tell me those stories I'm usually like who are you with Like, did you try to do mushrooms at, like, some backyard bonfire with, like, people you didn't know and maybe, shady people. Yeah, like, of course then you had a bad experience. Like, I am very, very privileged to have done it with, like, friends or people who were friends at the time that I had, like, trusted and felt safe with. Um, But, yeah, definitely who you're with, making sure that, like, you know you're not mixing it with things that are going to contradict its benefits or good things point. like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mushroom and cannabis are friends. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's used together when you're kind of rounding uh, yeah, third. Yeah. I will you're...
0: say that LSD and mushrooms are friends. Yeah. okay. They're really good friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And, you know, even <laughs> with my experience with experience or with different psychedelics, I still don't do well with groups like if, okay. if I let's like even that day when we were um we took a decent amount um I it was I was so open and so sensitive that we were out in public and I just had to take moments of like deep breaths mm-hmm. and things like that because so everyone's really different some yeah. people like to do it by themselves some people don't like to do it by themselves so that's why these things you can kind of step into really gently because mm-hmm. you have to figure out how it's going to work for you and yeah. how you're going to feel and each situation is very different too uh, yeah making mm-hmm. sure especially you're, you're in that, that medium to yeah. high range yeah don't mm-hmm. be
0: like out at a loud ass nightclub and no. for their first time or you know
1: just, like, being intentional about where you are and, you know. Even Terrence McKenna talked a lot about, like, setting mm-hmm. and how important that is and how the setting and everything involved, like, the mood you have going into it, the people you're around, mm-hmm. the environment that you're in, it's all going to contribute to your experience. Yeah. So it's not just about dosage. Right. It's really about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what is the mood? You know, in your case, you went
2: into it with kind of an interesting mood, but it worked out, but you still have to kind of be ready for, let's say if you go into it when you're going through something deep, Mm -hmm. you have to hold space and maybe some of that stuff is going to get kicked up Mm -hmm. and brought up. And that's cool too. That's what it's good for. But knowing that the mood you go into it with can also impact what the experience is like and I like to tell people and this is on the medium to higher range I know we're focusing on microdosing, but I like to tell people you don't have to make any decisions yeah it's about observing it's about experiencing and then later you can say okay that works this doesn't Mm -hmm. you know but in the process that's where some people can have levels of anxiety is because they're they're making hard line decisions or observations and you know that can get a little bit weird yeah so Mm -hmm. just let
0: it do it yeah let it do its job and then analyze it later yeah Yeah. um yeah and i i for people who are doing it too if you're going to experiment maybe uh if you can be outside that's always uh, oh yeah when you talk about setting that's like prime yeah. time it's nice out just yep. yes yes yeah. connecting yeah. to the earth because it is of earth It. It. like every time I've taken it I've been like I need to dig my hands in the mud
1: mm-hmm. yeah. like
0: feel very or I need to like walk barefoot on the mm-hmm. ground
1: yeah and it's not like something that you would take purely for recreational like oh I want to get fucked up to go to the <laughs> concert tonight like I mean, unless you know what the energy is yeah, ahead, yeah, like if yeah. you're. I've with- definitely
0: taken it and gone to a concert, but. But yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: same. But like, if it's like your first time and you don't yeah. know, like you want to test the waters in a very safe, like, preferably natural environment. Yeah, yeah you don't want to be overstimulated.
2: No, because no. that can feel real intense. Yeah, because yeah, that's not really the goal. No. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I, th- I do think that people do have great time and sometimes people do get insights, but I think that's for someone who's kind of been in the process totally. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Totally, like they, you know what yeah. you're getting into. But yeah. if it's
1: your first time microdosing, don't plan... do it on like a night out with your friends yeah Yeah. hang out
2: at someone's house Mm -hmm. and uh you know some people like to do even a sitter meaning someone's not partaking again these are like medium to high doses um microdosing. and and these are you know some of the things you can look at is um paul stamets uh terrence mckenna talks about psychedelics um james fadiman is another great resource um so those are you know if you look online You'll start to be able to Mm cross-reference and figure things out for yourself. Um, And again, you're your own advocate. You've got to decide what works for you and what doesn't.
0: Research is key for sure. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like don't walk into anything and not having looked into it. I mean, don't get you know all tied up in like sensational articles about you know this, that, and the other thing. But look at people who have real experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Make sure it's sourced from someone you trust as oh, well. Oh yeah,
0: for sure. With I mean with
1: anything you're going to consume,
0: especially when you're talking about, you know,
1: substances. Mhm. But yeah, it's definitely a consciousness. And mm-hmm. so when I when I ingest, I feel that it is spiritual. I feel that there is intention behind it when I do it. I feel that I'm communing with this deity or consciousness that is beyond me and it's I feel that it is a privilege and an honor to have that experience and so for me I feel that taking a very small amount is super effective because that consciousness becomes part of me Mm -hmm. and yeah so it doesn't matter how like it doesn't have to be a very large amount for you to be connecting with that consciousness and yeah it's just
0: a little tuner you know it's like a a frequency that is always on, but we don't always have access to and I feel like the consumption of the psilocybin just turns our dial a little bit and a micro dose is like you're not all the way there and you're not getting like these very clear visual or like crazy loud messages, mm-hmm. but you're picking it up, and it's like you know the more and more you kind of the dial a little bit each time you take it
2: yeah and it can get you out of those you know you mentioned that you were kind of in this space where things were kind of intense so it can help you pull yourself out of those perceived ruts Mm -hmm. so you know even if you use it you know very temporarily um you know it's just to kind of give you that boost totally Mm
1: -hmm. totally and that's what it did i mean i was just definitely in this rut of just feeling overworked and overwhelmed and stressed and i couldn't access that playful side that allowed me to kind of let go and just hang out and just chill and don't worry and let yourself play like don't overbook yourself don't feel like you have to and so yeah i think that that definitely helped me break that pattern Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that's why i just i just think that this is great medicine for helping people break out of like if you're not if if depression isn't something you deal with like have always dealt with like if you're just going through a period and you're ready to move on but like you can't seem to break it like Mm -hmm. this could be a very helpful pathway to help you kind of get over that hump and into the next headspace that you're Mm -hmm. ready to get to yeah yeah, we've got to.
2: I think we just have to start doing our own research. Um, you know, I think that you know, pharmaceuticals are good for some people. I think um, you know, everything isn't for everyone. But I think it's just time to to think outside of the box a little bit. Yeah. Um, and and then once you do your research, then you can decide what the best path is for you. But I just think that more of us should look into it at least, yeah. consider it. As totally. an option.
0: I mean, Mother Earth has done a beautiful job of giving us amazing resources and tools mm-hmm. and medicines mm-hmm. um, that we aren't taking advantage of. And we are very disconnected from the Earth. Um, yeah. Just you could tell by the way that we live as a society. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think this is one way to tap into that Earth wisdom, that mm-hmm. Earth conscience, so like to listen and be a better servant to the mother Mm -hmm. earth that keeps us alive and sustains us right
1: and a lot of it is political like Mm -hmm. the reason why a lot of uh these valuable substances are illegal is because pharmaceuticals and companies are basically influencing politics and if you think about the opioid crisis like that is at its core pharmaceutical companies exploiting a plant and is that any our pharmaceuticals like painkillers are those any safer than opium itself i don't know but what i do know is that there's an agenda there's definitely an agenda yeah Yeah. i was gonna here's what i'm thinking and i
2: don't want to be dramatic but i feel like it's war on humanity oh you know the way that you know these companies are positioning themselves um you know like there's a pharmaceutical company that has like basically a prescription for pain then you get hooked to it and then they have the prescription to get you off of that addiction so it's like they have you coming or going um and so you know and even even when we look at like the the way that mushrooms are illegal but the mushrooms that can kill you aren't So I'm not sure why the the mushrooms that can alter, improve your state of consciousness are illegal. So it's kind of a weird thing.
0: Well, I mean, I know why it's like a very. Yeah, we know. why. We know why. Yeah. Yeah. Like they don't
1: doesn't want you to think for yourself. They don't want
0: you to think for yourself. They don't want you to connect to that consciousness. They don't want us to feel united. Because when you collect to that, connect to that consciousness, you know that it's accessible to all of us and that we are all a part of it and then mm-hmm. you feel that oneness and that sense of wanting to help each other yeah. as opposed to keeping ourselves closed off from each other putting borders in place trying to climb over each other's like fucking dead bodies as we try to reach the top yeah mm-hmm. and so what helps us do that pharmaceuticals mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. the man made stuff like yeah, you yeah. get hooked to that what are you then doing yeah. like you're well, in.
1: fear is basically a tool To control the masses Oh yeah mm-hmm. And like psychedelics Are gonna help you Release fear Bust out yeah. of yeah. yeah You
0: can't live in a fear state And anytime you experiment With this stuff um and take it responsibly you yeah automate that's like one of the first things that i know that uh was revealed to me and like i was able to dial into it's like oh fear duh yeah <laughs> you guys, i think
1: we found the cure for coronavirus <laughs> just psilocybin you i think we found the cure for a lot of things i mean <laughs> yeah it's
2: true yeah it's true i don't know yeah I mean we've got I think we're going in the right direction I mean you know just think about it last year it was decriminalized and then in in Denver and then Mm -hmm. you know in in California in certain spots so you know and here's something interesting this is just a personal thing Um, the day after um, mushrooms were decriminalized in Denver I happened to have scheduled my own journey so Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't schedule it according to that it just Mm -hmm. so happened and one of the experiences in my journey was I was giving birth and it it was like, she's here, she's here. So I feel like the divine feminine is interwoven through the psychedelics because I feel like it's spreading like like roots, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And um, I've heard that from other people that they've been, they got a download saying she's here. So I'm, and, and there've been more reports of people having ayahuasca-like experiences with psilocybin so the mother energy Mm -hmm. mother earth energy the goddess energy coming through psilocybin where many people experience that more with ayahuasca so that's interesting too wow it's funny
0: too because mushrooms tend to look very phallic so here we think about tapping in again to that higher energy that world energy that coming together of the divine feminine the divine masculine and here it
1: is in this perfect plant yeah Actually, interestingly, like, because for those listeners that don't know, I am pregnant right now, so I am definitely not microdosing <laughs> right now. Mm. But uh, yeah, so I've been seeing a lot of images of like the placenta and the umbilical cord. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. like that is like a mushroom, yeah, mm-hmm.
2: cap and a stem. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that the time that I had the journey where the divine or the divine feminine was being born the divine masculine was in the background I could feel the, mm-hmm. the masculine energy and the what I got from the experience was he was saying I'm here but it's my time to drop to the background so it's like mm-hmm. we still need both energies right that's oh, what always. The, everything is yeah. that's made up of, right, the masculine and feminine, but it was like he knew, like, it's my time to step back and I'm gonna give her the floor, which Mm -hmm. I thought was profound because a lot of times when we talk about the divine feminine, it's almost like we're against the divine masculine when that's not, at least not in a healthy way. For people who are in a healthy space, that's not it at all. We're just saying it's time for the divine feminine because we're balancing things off. So I think psychedelics are helping us to do that. Mm -hmm. Totally, Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I agree.
2: Yeah. And, you know, there's some things coming up like in certain indigenous culture, plant medicine was still used. They're used with children. They're used in childbirth. So this is not something that someone is going to just come out and start using right in the Western world. But some of these plant medicines and fungus were used in those instances. It's just that we have to be born into that type of way it's Mm -hmm. a little bit more difficult to just hop in but you know there have been cases where women were giving birth using peyote Mm -hmm. and you know they have the drummers and all of that kind of welcoming in this soul so it's, it could be used, but again, I think there's just more as a Western person, we just need to do more research around it. But I think that we're expanding in ways that maybe we don't even know where we're going with it. Mm -hmm. So some, a lot of those, um, older ways are coming forth.
1: Yeah. And I think like a lot of people who are unfamiliar with psychedelics, like they are uh, under the assumption that people who ingest any amount of of psychedelic substances are in fact like hallucinating, which would be insinuating that we're just like seeing images in front of our eyes in real form. And that is not most people's experience. No, no. Like in my journey with ayahuasca, that was my experience, but never with mushrooms yeah. ever mm. in any amount. So you're still, if you're microdosing, like you are still very much in control. of what you're doing
2: if people want to check out john hopkins they they they're one of the leaders uh with psychedelic research and one of their findings were that people said that their experiences seemed more real than everyday reality so it's actually Mm-hmm. They're flipping that idea on its head. So if anyone is interested, look at the research done by uh, John Hopkins. and um uh, I, I have to if i if I think of his name, i'll I'll mention the the doctor who's um heading that, but um Roland Griffiths, that's his name. and he's it's fascinating what they're doing, yeah. I mean,
0: it I can understand that Every time that I've done like psychedelics, I've always felt more in tune in my body and mind like i've been able to make decisions and remember direction and find my way home you know what i mean like just very in line with like what i should be doing and what is the the path seems very concrete and i feel very confident in my decision making process which is not typical of my everyday reality
1: right because we're always distracted mm-hmm. there's like programs running in the background of our brain that so makes us forget open. yeah <laughs> just like as we mentioned in our previous episode about hypnotherapy like you know missing the mm-hmm. freeway exit or forgetting the thing like i'll be at the grocery store and eli the one thing my husband asked me to get him i forget you know mm-hmm. Cause there's just so much other stuff going on in the mind but uh like microdosing mushrooms it kind of like activates more of your brain Mm -hmm. so you are a lot of people do report being more focused Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. being like more in control of what what's happening
0: yeah Yeah. i mean don't get me wrong i've definitely taken my fair dose of mushrooms and it looked like the walls were breathing and like (laughs) i was like oh boy um and things start like you don't hallucinate but things start to take on a different shape perspective like it could be this or it could be yeah um your mind just opens like all these option doors and you're like oh that's why it's like real fun to play yeah um and all these like send like new senses get awakened like your five senses are running as they typically run but on like hyperspeed in in, like four different planes yeah
2: (laughs) because it's like the veils are thinning so like they say the naked eye can see about one percent of reality that's it. Like yeah. that's that's insane. One percent. So it's like Garbage. with psychedelics, right? We're <laughs> yeah. terrible. <Like> we're trash. <laughs> These
0: senses ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: crazy. So it's like with psychedelics, whether we're microdosing or macrodosing, mm-hmm. it's like we're turning on more of our ability to perceive. So yeah. those veils that were were up just melt away, melt. like your walls melt. <laughs>
1: for the sunset no
2: dude
0: that sunset when we tripped that one time that sunset was magical it legit was
2: i was wondering if we were the only ones seeing it yeah i was like is any like do you guys see this it was one of the last sunsets
0: (laughs) of summer so i don't know if that had something to do with it but it was definitely like colors i had never seen before i was like this like right here in cleveland ohio On Lake Erie, (laughs) we have like this amazing sunset. So I don't know. It was like a rainbow sunset. Yeah. Yeah. So again, was that the? I remember us asking like, is this the real sunset or is it because we're on mushrooms? (laughs) Yeah. I think it was the real sunset, and we were able to see it because we were on mushrooms. Yes. (laughs) And that other people couldn't see it as, like you know, perfectly as we could because they weren't. It was too
1: busy getting (laughs) to the next location yeah, yeah yeah they they still yeah. like it's like a,
0: they have like having a cheesecloth on your third <laughs> eye and then why a, why a cheesecloth it though? was the first thing i thought of that was <laughs> like kind, yeah like but like a thick veil like an, a, a, an obstructive veil i love the
1: cheesecloth not before. a not a piece of glass it's cheesecloth oh my cheese god cloth. okay Got you want to
0: go try to look through a window of cheesecloth
1: <laughs> touche <laughs>
2: yeah just wondering (laughs)
0: love it yeah
1: that was that was pretty fun that 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 was was that was a good night I
0: remember I got like the idea for my book and just I got that download yeah we were sitting outside on your porch Catherine I was like I need I need to write
2: something down (laughs) (laughs) I was like fuck
0: (laughs) never gonna remember this
2: yeah and um I'm gonna do a shameless plug here like I do consultations around this. Yeah, you do. So if people, number one, if you have questions around microdosing, um, you know, I can help you with that. Also, people that have had psychedelic experiences, and if you're trying to make sense of them, um, you know, the integration is the other 50% of the work. And, and that's where that's where it really works. Mm-hmm. It's not just taking the medicine or, or using these substances. It's also how you apply them to your everyday life. So Anyway, I do offer those sessions, um, and it's fascinating to me. It's one of my favorite things to talk about.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. I just love too that you're a Pisces, and your expertise involves, you know, hypnotherapy and a lot on plant medicine and the integration between worlds and consciousness. And it's just it's just the ultimate healer. Yeah, yeah, it's just just a very beautiful embodiment of the sign of Pisces. You know
2: my after my first ayahuasca ayahuasca retreat I was in like the dark night of the soul for like a long time like that year after all the stuff that got kicked up and I never even heard the word integration and I don't think it was a mistake I think that you know the universe kind of pushed me into the abyss so I can kind of like you know almost drown (laughs) and you know it's because now i can help people kind of avoid some of those things so um it's one of those things that you know usually beauty is created through something really challenging Mm -hmm. difficult like we've talked about a whole bunch of other times so yeah yeah, it wasn't a graceful process but i learned a lot (laughs) yeah
0: and that's why i would trust you as a healer like i was telling somebody came to get a tarot reading yesterday when i was at coven um, and we were talking, she's new to the healing world and yeah. working on these different things and understanding energy. Um, so I was talking to her about it, but I was like, also be weary of like who you sit across from and who you let work on your energy yeah, or oh, access totally. your energetic field. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I so was, I was definitely telling her about you too, for sure. Lynette, mm-hmm. I told her like ASAP book a um, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, But yeah, like I I think we talked about this before, too, like not wanting healers who haven't experienced that very dark night of the soul, having gone through those challenges, having, you know, having that phoenix, that tower, however you want to equate it, Mm -hmm. moment in time in their lives, Um, Mm -hmm. because like, you know, they're able to, okay, if you've been through that, then you can definitely give me some like tangible mm-hmm. tools to work with here. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why
2: you're my and, favorite th- healer. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and you know, that's why I love psychedelics is because you get the teacher downloaded specifically for you. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, you know, I have this connection resonance with shamanism, right? I think it's in my DNA and a part of me wants to, receive formal training a part of me like you know apprenticeship with someone but a lot of my teachings have come through just life obviously and through these plant medicines i've learned a lot so to me it's like if you want to go to quote unquote the source it's like you can get this information from these substances from Mm -hmm. these teachers and then you can help have other people kind of help you walk through it Mm because like my job is not to tell you necessarily how to interpret it. I may give my opinion, but ultimately it's me helping you get to the point where you interpret it for yourself. Mm -hmm. That's key.
1: And yeah, I love that idea of going to the source yourself. Like what, like, especially in today's world where a lot of yoga teachers are being exposed as like predatory and this and that, like, and a lot of us that are seeking are wondering what's real. You know, this is just a very pure way to get Get to the source. And I just want to say, too, that in the moment where you are communing with psilocybin or other plant medicine consciousness, like you can get a certainly get a lot of clarity there. But it's also in the days following, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the answers kind of start to creep in. Like you get the synchronicities or you get the clarity um that is going to like bring resolve to whatever it is that you were looking to resolve and sometimes mm-hmm. even later
0: when you yeah. go back and look at um i i've only done this with dmt when i've taken it is i've written down as soon as i've like snapped up because that's a very quick mm-hmm. um experience only yeah. in, like 15 to 20 minutes um so then when this for those 15 to 20 <laughs> minutes you go through like centuries <laughs> <sighs> um, god bless that plan um <laughs> And I've written down, like fresh out of it, all that I tried to like, all that I experienced, what I saw, what I can remember from what I saw. Um, But I'm trying to, I would like to facilitate like a actual trip and then Mm -hmm. be able to do that there. Because going Mm -hmm. back to, and then going back to look at it, I'm like, oh, hey. Mm -hmm. So if you can, yeah, like you do the recording with the hypnotherapy. It's great because you can go back and like. You can go back, pull out little nuggets here and there
2: yeah yeah every a lot of it is in the integration you know Mm -hmm. like on the flips like so there's some people that don't want to do psychedelics they're afraid of it or they're misinformed but then you have people on the other end of it that keep going back over and over and over without the integration so I know some people who ayahuasca is a part of their life they've done hundreds of journeys i'm not talking about them because if that's your way of life that's your way of life but i'm talking about people who go to psychedelics but don't take the information and implement it Mm -hmm. it's like they're always looking for this escape or this ability to go into these um other states and that's really really beautiful but how do you treat your your children How do you treat your spouse? You know, what relationship do you have with yourself? These are all the things that on this earth with your feet on the ground matter. So, you know, again, you could go to either extreme. Yeah. Or some people do.
0: Yeah, there's definitely I mean, we all that's why people have some misconceptions. It's like, oh, psychedelics. You start thinking of like people who go to festivals. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, you know, all the different terms or all the different stereotypes and Don't, no doubt, I've been one of those people at that festival,
2: but trust me, I've (laughs) talked to people and like, I've talked to CEOs who've worked with Mm -hmm. it, you know, uh, people in their 70s. So, you know, a lot of this is going on behind the scenes. It's a very private choice, Yeah, you know, especially now the stigma is starting to be lifted, but you know, some people want to make that choice, but they don't want to necessarily have to explain it to someone who is going to judge them. Mm-hmm. So just I'm just saying that to say more people are doing it than we know of. And mm-hmm. we all have our personal choices. And um, some people feel called to it. Some people don't. Right. Yeah. Everything isn't for everyone. That's right. cool. But I just think that um, before coming to a definitive decision, if in fact you're dealing with depression, anxiety, et etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it may be something that at least should be on the table for consideration
0: yeah i mean i feel like it should be at the same if you're going to consider consuming you know a pharmaceutical every day why not yeah i was watching else
2: out. i'm sorry no no i was watching did you guys hear of that It was a documentary based on this girl uh who basically encouraged her boyfriend to commit suicide went through text messages and so this documentary it's on hbo i forgot what the name of it is but basically the psychiatrist was talking about how they were both under the influence of these psychiatric drugs. And um, one of the side effects is suicide. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you talked earlier about, Catherine, when you talked earlier about some of the side effects, these are not just like you might have itchy skin. Like this is, these are really, really massive problems. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I would say this. If I had a child who was, distributing certain behavior, I would honestly consider microdosing. And I'm saying that I would do that with my own child. I would say consider it. It depends on the child. Depends, obviously, I'm not saying a 12-year-old, but I'm saying some of these things we're giving our children Mm. are a lot scarier than microdosing psilocybin.
1: Absolutely. I know I'm of the generation where our parents kind of just gave us a pill to solve a problem, you know? And I know people my age that are they were put on a pill to fix like depression or mood disorder when they were very young when the brain is still forming at like Mm -hmm. 12 years old and they are like permanently fucked up from it yeah like yeah people very close to me are dealing with
2: and it's sad and we do the best we can right as Mm -hmm. parents you know sometimes you know now I feel like we're in a generation where we start to ask more questions we challenge authority there were some generations where we didn't even yeah. even though I you know gave birth I didn't ask certain questions so you know again we're not here to be like oh this person did this wrong or right, right. we're just saying consider. we have choices, yeah, yeah, choices. Consider, we do have choices we have
1: like the least amount of harm I'm sure most parents like want to do what's best and create the least amount of harm and you know in this scenario what we're suggesting is uh you know consider consider your options for yourself um you know this is an option. It's this an option, option to yeah. be
2: considered. Here's something interesting. I have a client who, um the daughter is suffering from some psychological challenges. She is taking it upon herself to research. She has some sort of fascination with it. And in my opinion, I think she's trying to heal herself. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she's ready for it. Obviously, you know, I have no idea. you know, I don't I've never met her, but I thought it was interesting that she's, intrigued by it because she's saying I'm on this cocktail of all of these you know medicines Mm -hmm. I'm having all of these challenges I don't feel like myself you know all of this and so now she's researching on her own so when she turns 18 so again like I know that in the wrong hands these things can be abused just like alcohol just like food just like all of those things that Mm -hmm. are normal everyday things Mm -hmm. but I just think I am excited about where things are going because i just think that we're starting to think independently yeah Yeah.
1: and to your point like everything has a shadow side like you can misuse anything anything yeah you drink too much
2: water you die
1: totally (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. too much of anything you know it's just consciousness and awareness how you're how you're using yeah Yeah. use things with intention use
0: things with uh Education behind it You know Yeah um, And know like Where you're coming from Like not everybody Is the same mm-hmm. Not everybody will have The same effects Off certain things It's across the board With any substance Or food Or whatever you're consuming Yeah um, So
1: Yeah and I think The three of us Have a preference For like mushrooms Over mm-hmm. LSD maybe But Yeah It usually Like in my research um, It's It sounds like One everyone kind of prefers one over the other yeah. for microdosing yeah. so yeah. like everyone's different everyone's, everyone's different. different everyone is different yeah. i think
2: for
0: my wallet i think mushrooms will be the one I, would microdose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean
2: yeah i don't know i mean lsd has there's been great effects yeah. with that i personally just want something that's organic that's right. just me right Same, you know yeah. um i heard a shaman talk and he was saying that he did high doses of psilocybin, you know, obviously ayahuasca, or not obviously, but ayahuasca and LSD. And he said LSD is more of a a mind trip. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't feel like the soul aspect to right, it, right. but he said Makes it was sense. still beneficial. Like yeah. he said it was still beneficial. He still got a lot out of it, but it was more mental.
0: Right. Yeah. And yeah. I that's what I think we all like about the psilocybin is that yeah. it is more spiritual, connected yeah. to the earth, because you're thinking about that and yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah it's um listen the the sky's the limit here it it, mm-hmm. it helps you to understand you know like just what I'm looking at this is not just it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know there's a lot more going on and um I just think that you know especially as we get older you know there was a There was a story of this gentleman who was in his 80s who had hearing loss but when he would do um, larger dose psilocybin journeys his hearing would come back so there was an example where he was on a deck and he was lying down and he was uh, trying to figure out he couldn't figure out where this noise was coming from and when he looked he could hear the ants walking on the deck and so for a few days after his journey his hearing came back now I don't know, but what would his life be like if he microdosed? I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, what's happening? Yeah, why it's did a question he... worth asking. Yeah, mm-hmm. and... why did he get his hearing back? Yeah,
1: totally. All right. Well, yeah. I think we covered a lot of ground. Yeah, on yeah. microdosing. Hopefully. Uh, we'll have future, more future episodes on the subject of plant if, if medicine. If anybody has questions, yeah. mm-hmm.
0: hit us in the DMs, yes. the comments, the the email, whatever it may be. If you have questions or there's something you want us to dive a bit more into in detail, we can definitely... Because I know this is a subject a lot of people don't have um, information and don't even know where to look. Like where's... Because you gotta think you got to find a reputable source, but... Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And you know, another name I wanted to drop was his name is Timothy Ferris. He actually does a lot of work around biohacking and uh, working with entrepreneurs. Essentially, it's like success technology. How can we be at the highest levels? Biohacking. Yeah. So if that's another person who has a podcast that if you want to learn about microdosing, that's another source.
0: Awesome. Yeah here with the source we're giving you resources
2: <laughs> we're giving you education <laughs> suggestions
1: dropping the
0: fruit yeah uh. fruit of knowledge
1: all right so what are you guys up to these days anything exciting Surviving. coming? Up? i'm just kidding <laughs> just barely no <laughs>
0: um I'm back at Coven. I took a little... I had like two weeks where I wasn't there because of other work obligations. Um, But I'm back at Coven on Saturdays except the 28th of this month. I will not be there because... Other work obligations. Um, Ponchi and I are doing a Tarot 101 class at Coven on March 17th. So, if instead of drinking shitty beer and eating <laughs> shitty food on St. Patrick's Day and making really bad decisions, um, <laughs> if you'd like to come to Coven, we might, maybe we'll have a little something green for you. You know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, we'll be at Coven doing a Tarot 101 class and we are diving into the major arcana so we've all covered the fool through the hierophant and so now we're moving into
2: the next cards. so cool <laughs> I'm going to be doing some classes at Coven 2 uh, in April one of them will be uh, law of attraction so some some hacks some some ways to work with your mind and emotion and intention and how to influence your reality and then also which I'm really excited about I'm going to be facilitating a uh, Isis Osset group circle. Whoa. So come get it. When? Do tell At me more. more? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I want to be there. Yeah, I'm going to be for there. for sure. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we're going to be working with, um, I'm going to probably do some channeling, maybe mm-hmm. um, working with the Oracle, uh, doing some ceremonial ritual work with her. Okay. So even if Isis or Osset is not your specific goddess, we're working with the goddess energy. So... Yeah.
0: And she's yeah. like an iteration of the larger, like how Lilith and the divine. You can still channel just that bigger energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: We did an episode yeah. on her. Tune on yeah. in, yeah. Yeah. yeah, check it out. Do, do you it have out. a date set for that?
2: I do have the dates. Um, let's see if I can grab them really quickly. So I know um, one of them is going to be on a Sunday. So let's see, ice circles on April nineteenth, and that will be. Right now we're looking at 7 to 9 p.m. So that's a Sunday. And then uh, the Law of Attraction class will be on Wednesday, the 29th. Cool.
1: 7 to 9 p.m. Well, if I'm still pregnant, I will be there. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So for me, I am taking it easy. I am trying to kind of slow my roll here. Um. We're in the month of March. It's like the last normal month for me, <laughs> I feel like, because halfway through april i'm i'm stopping putting things on my calendar right. and i've even um made it so that you can't pre-book a reading with me past yeah. april Shut 15th just because i don't know like i don't want someone to book and then like where's Catherine? <laughs> um but if I'm still pregnant by April 15th, like just email me. I will be doing re- I will still be offering readings by like a request basis. Mm-hmm. I just don't want people to be able to book mm-hmm. too far in the future mm-hmm. and me have to worry about mm-hmm. rescheduling if mm-hmm. I'm like having contractions. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so I have, I've got a few more classes at Coven before I go on maternity leave. I have um, let's see by the time this airs lunar nodes will be over we're gonna do a couple classes on essential dignity and sect so this is basically an ancient system in astrology that helps us kind of decide the strength or debility of a planet so this is for some of my students who've been traveling with me through the astrology classes so that one is going to be um let's see march 18th and march 25th at coven from seven to nine we're gonna do another open chart night on um, April 1st at mm-hmm. Coven. So come, bring your birth data, and I'll answer the question in front of the class, and everyone kind of gets to participate and learn. And then the last one I will do is a class on solar returns on April 8th, mm. and then and then that's it, y'all. I'm just. Getting ready to open my pelvis and be open a, up the portal, become a portal for human deliver life. this human, yeah, deliver
2: this human, welcome in,
1: yeah. So we'll try to we'll
0: try to get it all in before as much as in as we can. Yeah, that.
1: we're gonna try to get you more material before I yeah. before I go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the Fallen Fruit. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Fallen Fruit Podcast, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to get ready to unveil a new, (gasps) a surprise. Can we? Yeah. 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 Okay.
0: Yeah, Stephanie, go for it. Drop it on. So I know you love our little pomegranate. When you see it pop up with new episodes, you're like, ooh, I'm ready for the juice. (laughs) But we made that, you know, kind of early in the game and just threw together some clip art, did our thing on Canva, whatever. But now we're upgrading, we're leveling up. This is serious business now. We're giving y'all this content. So we decided to celebrate with a new logo. Ooh. Yay! Ooh. Um, we had a logo designed by the very talented and very, very nice and easy to work with um, Claire uh, sh- uh You can follow her at Claire C. Collat, right? I don't know what her name handle is on Instagram. I'll look it up. We real could post quick. it. We, we could post, post it in the we'll show notes. Um, yeah, you'll see when we reveal the logo. We'll tag the artist and all that good stuff. Um, but local Cleveland artist, very excited.
1: Uh, yeah, I love the logo. I'm Me very, too. I'm very happy with it. So excited to reveal it. So yeah, maybe by the time this episode drops, you will already know about the logo. Yes, but just, just in it, case, just in case just in you case. can feel our excitement about this here logo. <laughs> so anyway, stay tuned. Yes. Thanks for joining us today on The Fallen Fruit. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Bye.